Good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of the Biblical Resolutions Podcast, brought to you by the House of Jacob Bible Study Class, located at 2515 East 75th Street in Chicago, Illinois. And I want to thank everybody for, for joining in again. And today we have Brother Ahissamak and we have Brother Benaya on the podcast. And today's podcast is fear and greed. Fear and greed. And we're going to look at this from a biblical point of view. You know, fear and greed is something that's usually applied to, you know, the stock markets, uh, real estate markets, you know, any kind of market where people are buying and selling and trading. And it's, you know, the two, the, the two most powerful influences that move markets. But fear and greed are also prevalent in the Bible. And these are two human emotions that will cause you to either do righteousness or it can lead you to doing unrighteousness and sin. And so we gonna analyze fear and greed, and we gonna see what the word of God has to say about it. Uh, but what we gonna deal with first is greed. We gonna save fear for later, but we, we first are gonna deal with greed, and we gonna we, we gonna look at what greed is, and we gonna we gonna look at how it affects people, and and what are the implications of it. So, brother Hissamak, you gonna start it off. Uh, at uh, Exodus 20, and uh, I'm going to read for you. Okay. So I'm going to go to Exodus 20. And okay. I'm going to start at verse uh, 13. Is that correct? Okay. Yeah, yes, sir, brother. Thank you so much. And I want to kind of um, um, lead people into this. Um, this is like a, these are the commandments and the commandments cover a whole bunch of different aspects of um, life uh, and your walk and your servitude towards God and your servitude towards your brother. And we're going to look at the stuff that's um, in the commandments, that servitude towards your, uh, your neighbor and your brother and your uh, fellow man. So uh, brother, when you get it, Exodus 20 and verse, um, uh, 13 All right thou shall not kill thou shall not commit adultery thou shall not steal thou shall not bear false witness against thy neighbor thou shall not covet thy neighbor's house thou shall not covet thy neighbor's wife nor his manservant nor his maidservant nor his ox nor his ass nor anything that is thy neighbor's and these laws are anti-greed, anti-hate, anti-lust, anti-covet. These laws are going to give you peace. It's enough. God said everything up where it was enough for everybody, that everybody can have enough to take care of them and their household. But these are anti-greed laws, anti-hate laws, anti-covet and anti-lust. This is the base foundation for us to start to live in unity and peace. And God had them in the Ten Commandments. So it's, it's like your foundation. This is your anchor towards building a strong relationship and interacting with your brother and your sister. And that's, I think, this is a good foundation for us to kind of start to look at because 
that stuff, that greed and that lust and that covet, that's all inside you that you got to cast out. But these laws are anti that. They're anti you going out and trying to get obtain everything for yourself and realizing and keeping yourself mindful of that, you know, don't do this and don't do that because it'll push you towards greed and hate and, and lust and cover and these things that are against the walk that you should have to build a strong relationship with your brother and with your with your God. Right. All right, Benaya. Yes, sir. So what I wanted to do is actually start off with the definition of greed. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we have an idea what a word means, but actually going and looking at the, the concrete definition, it, it kind of helps paint a different picture or a more concise, a clear picture of what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. So starting off with the definition of greed, and this is from the Merriam-Webster de- uh, Dictionary, and greed is defined as a selfish and excessive desire for more of something mm-hmm. than is needed. So again, greed is a selfish and excessive desire for more of something than is needed. Now, coupling that with how the laws of God are anti-greed, mm-hmm. we see that greed has you wanting more. And now I want to go to Ephesians 4 and picking up at verse 17 just to show how greed is anti-law. Just like the laws of God is anti-greed and lust, greed is going to show itself to be something that is anti-God, ultimately. Mm -hmm. Not just Mm -hmm. anti-law, anti-God. But picking it up at Ephesians 4, uh, Brother Hissamak, when you get to verse, uh, can you start off at verse 17? Yes, sir. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Now the Gentiles, the Gentiles, of course, those were the uh, the sons of Japhat. But in a general term, we can say strangers, and they telling them, don't walk and live as the Gentiles live in the vanity of their mind. Vanity means nothing, something that comes to nothing. But can you pick it up at verse 17 from the beginning? This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having, uh-huh. the, having, the, under, their under, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness, to work all uncleanliness with greediness. Now, lasciviousness is unbridled lust, but it tells you that they had their, that these people had their understanding darkened and they were alienated from the works of, from God because of because of their their feelings in themselves of lasciviousness which is your lusts mm-hmm. and and with that it moves you to work all uncleanness with greediness so mm-hmm. all your uncleanness comes with some sort of greed that you have yeah. some sort of selfish excessive desire yeah. with everything that you do against god mm-hmm. greed or lust is involved in it in mm-hmm. all things that's unclean unto God. So greed 
is with those elements that a person can hold, which is anti-God. Yep. And just like you mentioned earlier, the law shows itself to be anti-things such as greed. Yes, so sir. greed is against God, and God is against things such as greed. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And um, yes, sir. I think that, you know, it's all starting to fall in line because we're we, we starting to see already by these first couple of scriptures that, hey, the law of God was set up so that you wouldn't lust, you know, uh, mm -hmm. to give you that understanding yes, that mm -hmm. this is not something you should do because greed makes people lie. Greed makes people steal. Greed makes people kill. Greed just just wanting somebody to just want to have all the women. Hey, he don't care about laying with another man's wife. So yes, this is this is greed is really is is really lust another aspect of 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 lust you it's it's just mm -hmm. overtaking you but um in verse 19 at right at the beginning of verse 19 it, it said they were past feeling now looking at that you you can if you know somebody man that could just do all kinds of of wickedness or if you were ever mm -hmm. if you were ever so mad that you didn't care how you was acting right you was mad to the point where you you did you said whatever you wanted to say you didn't care who it hurt you did whatever you did because you were past the point of feeling in other words you were past the point there was no reason left there was no reason in which you left that's what greed is that's what lust is greed and lust mm -hmm takes away your ability to consider your neighbor that's why yeah. Yeah. you can steal from them and don't care how it's going to affect them that's why you can you can if you if you consume with greed you will kill your neighbor and you're not going to consider what's going to happen to his, his family or her family yeah. because now yeah. they're not there anymore that means the the feeling the 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 reasoning is gone it's just it just yeah. takes you to the point of, of being past feeling so yeah. that is something that we really got to understand that this is where greed leads you to it leads you mm -hmm. to like when people say man you just don't have person just doesn't have any conscience like they'll do anything and it don't matter like there's no remorse mm -hmm. that is the dangers of greed but i want to go to uh I want to go to Joshua 7 and pick it up at verse 19. We want to go to Joshua 7 and pick it up at verse 19 because we want to see the same things that people uh, lust after or, or, or would drive people to, to greed is the same thing that it's always been. Like the Lord, Lord has Solomon right, there's nothing new under the sun. And the same things that get people caught up Today, it's the same thing that got people caught up in the past. So we're going to go to Joshua 7, and we're going to start at 19. So uh, the children of Israel went out. They went out to war. You know, they, 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 uh, they, won, a first, they won a first battle, and then they went to this other city. And they went up against the city, and then all of a sudden they weren't successful in conquering this city so they trying to figure out well, what's going on 
Why why do we why do we get smitten smitten by our enemies for this list from this little city when we we just conquered a bigger city? But then the Lord gonna let them know well because somebody did something they shouldn't they weren't supposed to do. Somebody didn't follow the word of God. When the Lord tell you don't don't everything this city is a curse or whatever don't take nothing out of here, that's what He mean. He don't he, he don't mean he don't mean you he don't mean don't don't touch ninety five percent of it and then five percent you could go ahead and cuff it for yourself. But this is this is this is what greed does. Greed causes you to not think straight, and this is what happened with yeah. this guy. So Joshua uh, seven. Now, if you could pick it up at verse 19. And Joshua said unto Achan, my son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord God of Israel and make confession unto him. And tell me now what thou hast done. Hide it not from me. And Achan answered Joshua and said, indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel and thus and thus. So now he's telling them, look, indeed, I have sinned. Right. He's admitting I have sinned. He has transgressed the law of God. He has transgressed the word of God. Go ahead, brother. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonian now, that's the garment. First thing. Now, the first thing is a garment, right? Who don't? Mm-hmm. When you growing, when you was growing up, who who didn't who who didn't want the popular gym shoes? Who didn't want the name yeah. brand name brand jeans? The name brand shirt? Who didn't who didn't want the stuff that all all the all, all the singers and the rappers was wearing? Who didn't want to have the freshest clothes? Right? How many uh, how many people we know done 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 uh, or heard of that they got killed over a starter jacket? You know, uh, mm-hmm. a, a a hat. You know, uh, a jersey. You know, because yeah. when everybody wanted, then that's. When somebody see see something they want, and you got that lust and greed on your mind, you don't care about you don't care about blowing my head off to take my jacket because it say L.A. Lakers on it, or because it say Chicago Bulls on it. You don't care about that. You ain't thinking about if you get caught, you gonna spend the rest of your life in jail for a jacket or for a hat. People ain't thinking. But this is what happened with him. The first thing he said, he seen a goodly. Babylonian garment. Go here, brother. Middle of verse twenty-one. And two hundred shekels and of 200 silver. Shekels, and and two hundred shekels of silver. Go ahead. And a wedge of gold of fifty shekels weight. Then, then I coveted them and took them. And behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver. That's good. Under it. So he said, when he seen them, what did he do? He said, I coveted them. When he seen the clothing, when he seen the money, he coveted it. This has been going on for thousands of years. This this ain't nothing new. He seen the clothes, he seen the clothes, he seen the money, he coveted it. What did it cause him to do? It caused him to go against the commandment of God, which was he they weren't supposed to take nothing out of there. They weren't supposed to touch they they weren't supposed to take none of that. But because his mind was filled with 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 greed or lust or covetousness, he sinned against God. And it came out of his own mouth that he sinned against God. And that got him and everything that, that belonged to him, it, it got it got him killed. 
uh, him and his household, you know. But this is this is what greed does. This is what greed drives you to do. It drives you to sin against God, which is ultimately uh, 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 breaking his law, which ultimately means you're going to be doing something against your brother that you shouldn't or sister that you shouldn't be doing. So, yeah. you know, this is how this is how deadly this greed is. If it's if yeah. if you let it if you let it um if you let it continue to grow inside you, you know, it's it's something that blinds your judgment. Yeah. Because you just gotta have it. So um brother Hissamak, uh if you have another scripture, brother, uh we can go to it. Yes, sir. Definitely, man. And and these are, I think it's so um, um, good that we lay in this foundation. I'm a, I'm a um, give you uh, a, a different um, uh, scripture. Uh, it's in First Kings chapter twenty one. And uh, if we can go there, but First Kings chapter twenty one, and this is this the king, this king Ahab, and no way that the king should have some of these feelings about certain things. But again, he greedy. He greedy and he coveted and he lusted. And it's going to cause a whole bunch of other things to happen around that because he being greedy. Now, the king ain't, ain't no king of Israel walking around like no peasant or ain't got abundance. You was the king, you had abundance. But this guy desiring and being greedy over so many somebody else's stuff, it caused some different actions. It caused some different actions. So this is a uh, uh, First Kings uh, chapter twenty-one, and um, I'm gonna kind of lay it out for y'all so we can kind of skip around for um, time's sake. But uh, this is King Ahab, and he desired Naboth vineyard that was by his palace. And you know, Nabal couldn't sell his inheritance because you you had you couldn't just I can't just give away my inheritance. It, it, God had laws. This supposed to be passed down and passed down. But Ahab, pounding like a little kid, got got a, got some problems, man, and a whole bunch of things. Uh, greed is in his mind, and a whole bunch of things transpired. So uh, let's pick it up at First uh, Kings twenty-one and verse um, two. Okay. And Ahab spake unto Naboth, saying, Give me thy vineyard, that I may have it for a garden of herbs, because it is near unto my house, and I will give thee for it a better vineyard than it, or if it seem good to thee, I will give it to give it thee the worth of it in money. And Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid it me that I should give the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. Yep, so this is his inheritance, he can't give it away. He, it, it just ain't given away is something that he inherited that's going to be passed down throughout because everybody in Israel had a plot. You, you had something that was yours that was passed down and was passed down. Through your tribes, was, right. It, it was in your family. Yeah. Through, your, through your tribes. It was in your tribe. It was right. there. Mm -hmm. Continue reading, brother. And Ahab came into his house heavy and displeased because of the word which Naboth, the Jezreelite, had spoken to him. For he had said, I will not give thee the inheritance of my fathers. 
and he laid him down upon his bed and turned away his face and would and would eat no bread. But Jezebel now he, he now he pouting now because he can't get what he want. He pouting, and his wife gonna come to him, man, and gonna try to uplift him. Keep reading, brother. But Jezebel, his wife, came to him and said unto him, Why is thy spirit so sad that thou eatest no bread? And he said unto him, Good, brother. We're okay. gonna, we gonna skip down to verse seven. And Jezebel, his wife, said unto him, Dost thou now govern the kingdom of Israel? Arise and eat bread, and let thine heart be merry. I will give thee the vineyard of Naboth to Jezreelite. Okay, that's good right there, brother. So right now, man, he, he come home, he pound, his wife see him pounding, and she trying to make him happy or whatever, but she finna do some things because of his greed that's going to, lead and transpire to other things skip down now to um uh, uh keep reading verse eight i'm sorry brother so verse she eight. wrote letters in ahab's name and sealed them with his seal and sent the letters unto the elders and to the nobles that were in his city dwelling with naboth and okay that's good skip down to verse 12 brother they proclaimed a fast and set naboth on high among the people and there came in two men children of, of Belial and set before him and the men of Belial witnessed against him even against Naboth in the presence of the people saying Naboth did blaspheme God and the king then they carried him forth out of the city and stoned him with, with stones that he died then they sent to Jezebel saying Naboth is stoned and is dead and it came to pass when Jezebel heard that Naboth was stoned and was dead that Jezebel said to Ahab, Arise, take possession of the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite, which he refused to give thee for money, for Naboth is not alive but dead. And it came to pass when Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, that Ahab rose up to go down to the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite to take possession of it. That's good. And this is this whole thing transpired because one person was greedy. One person just couldn't have enough. One person seen another man's possession and he wanted it. He was covenant after. He had greed in his mind for it. He went home pouting. His wife seen his power. I'll get it for you. Don't worry about it. Eat bread. She, she sent letters in the king's name, sealed them with his seal. They proclaim a fast. They put the man on high in the fast. Two witnesses say he blasphemed God and the king, reason for stoning, that he did none of it, reason for stoning. Then she come back and tell her husband, arise and take that, uh, he, he take possession of the vineyard. Cause he, all of it transpired because of greed, because of lust, because of things that he desired that she, he shouldn't have desired. And now this the man at the top now. He's supposed to be setting an example. He's supposed to be the, the king that you look to for a good example, but this is in his heart. This is in his mind. His behavior caused a man to die so he can take possession of his, 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 his land. And I know that the brother had, King Ahab had plenty of land, plenty of everything, because God didn't get a king peanuts. He gave him almost everything. But this is transpired because of greed and because of lust and because of uh, jealousy and all these 
other emotions that should that's anti-god that what we read in these other scriptures that's against the right and i mean just just him him being that selfish also i mean the fact the fact that that he was that you know he was filled with greed for this vineyard i mean he was Mm -hmm. i mean he 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 was so you know when you deal with a selfish person man and you tell him no or or a spoiled person and you tell him no that's what they do man they go straight up into a fit and then and you start pouting they go lay down and turn you know turn it back on you all that kind of stuff man this is a grown man acting like that but that's what happens when mm-hmm. you in that kind of mindset you know and yep. that calls him you know you know and then to, to simply not even care about how his wife got it for him just go get it I don't, I don't, you know, you know, I'm gonna turn the blind eye, you know, whatever you're gonna do, just do it, you know. So, yep, no regard, no regard for right. how she was gonna obtain it, it, right. just, it just had no regard. So, all these things that was against the commandments popped up, yep, all these things that was against God popped up, and it ended up in an innocent man dying, yep, because he couldn't get rid of his possession because somebody was greedy, somebody was covenant, somebody was lusting, somebody hated in all these emotions and all these things uh, came to a point, man, that it, that it shouldn't happen. And, and uh, again, the king had abundance. <laughs> he wasn't walking around with rags on or didn't have good land because God gave the king the best. He was pounding, he wanted it. And uh, just a great example of how greed destroys not only you because he got punished for right, this. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You can't read everything, but he got punished for this. So it's so many things that the, the effects of greed, the effects of lust, the effects of coveting, the effects of hate, right. all these things, you know, it, it's punishment for Right. Them. So, uh, br- brother, but now, but now you, you, you got a scripture. Yeah, dealing with dealing with what you were saying, brother, brother Hissamat, concerning how he just could not have enough, and how this is just the effects of lust, the effects of greed. I wanted to go to. Um, I want to go actually to to Second Samuel, because okay. this is how sick your lust and your greed where it can take you if you're not looking to serve God. Mm-hmm. If you're not looking to get your lust and your greed under control, this is how this is just a piece of the sickness that can that can arise. Right. Mm-hmm. Because so, I mean, let's let's everybody be honest. We, you know, man, as as a as a flesh and blood man or a flesh and blood woman, whatever the case may be, you gonna have things that you lust after. You gonna mm-hmm. have things that you gonna think about, man. I sure wish I had, you know, this or that. And we done all been there when you sitting down thinking about ways, you know, you can take possession of something that you want. And some people, some mm-hmm. people do it by whatever means they gotta do it. But even as a servant of God, you sit there and you'll sit there and think for hours on how you can make this happen because it's something that you want that bad. So we all have those feelings. We we all have things we 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 desire. You know, it's 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 all about like uh, Brother Benai said, are you gonna let it grow into a sickness where it turns into uh you sinning against God or are you gonna check it? Go ahead, brother Benaya. So, um, Second Samuel thirteen, and we're not going to read all of the story, but I just want you to pick it up, brother Hissamak, at verse one. Second Samuel thirteen and verse one. 
and it came to pass after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a fair sister whose name was Tamar. And Amnon, the son of David, loved her. Uh-huh. Now, when it says love, we got to realize that there's a difference between love and lust and greed. Now, this one whose name is Amnon, he's one of the king's children. Mm -hmm. So he got, he has status. He's one of the king's children. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. That's, he's, he's like a celebrity in the nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. But let's see what happens with this, with this uh, person. Verse 2. And Amnon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin. And Amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. But so, instead of, so instead of this, brother, this person, instead of him checking his, his, his desires, he done let him grow until he felt falling sick trying to be with his own sister and we talking about greed when it comes to having a wife and stuff he's the son of the king man he, he could have had any any type of woman or whatever anybody else he wanted but instead he let this thing bubble up in him for his sister mm -hmm. and these are the types of things that greed if not checked will lead you into it'll lead you to do things that can get you killed get your family killed just like with uh just like with uh uh um was a a con a con just yep. like with a con he got himself killed he got his family killed this greed he shoot this greed uh uh put a evil in the house of david added to the evil in the house of david that mm. was coming but greed like the scripture said in ephesians 4 and 17 through 20 when you're dealing with uncleanness, which is evil against God, mm -hmm. it says lasciviousness and greed is right there yeah. with all uncleanness. Mm -hmm. So I we ain't got to go into this whole story, everything that happens. He ends up doing somewhere. He actually rapes his own sister yeah. because of his lust and his greed. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to touch on this because... When you look at lust and greed, you got to realize how sick, and it'll take people to places even sicker than this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Due to their lust and greed. So like you said, Brother Will, earlier on, dealing with lust, dealing with greed, the word of God is against those things. Yes, and sir. you can see clearly how those sort of things, those sort of acts, those sort of uh, uh, items that are dwelling in a person, those items, are those things are clearly against God. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And um we going we going uh we going to go uh real quick to Amos Amos the 8th chapter because building upon this greed is greed or lust covetousness all of this ultimately as we see leads to sin against your God. It leads you to sin against your God. It leads you, it leads you to transgress the commandments of God. It puts you in a state of mind where you have no problem sinning against God. And this is what we're going to read about in Amos, the eighth chapter, because this is what, this is how Israel got. They they got to the point where they was just so wicked and so wicked to the point where, hey, they didn't even care. They didn't even consider the word of God. All they was thinking about was doing something crooked. Was dealing with was was dealing with 
unrighteousness. And this is where, and this is where the Lord talk about, hey, man, he don't like nobody who, you know, your feet are, are swift to running to, 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 doing, uh, to, to, to doing unrighteousness. Somebody who just sitting back all day long, just thinking about what wrong they can do. So let's go real quick to Amos, the eighth chapter, and we going to pick it up at verse four. Amos, the eighth chapter, and we going to pick it up at verse four, and then uh, Benaiah got another scripture. But can you pick that up for me, Brother Benaiah? Hear this, O ye that swallow up the needy, even to make poor of the land. Now, we all know people like that. Um, you, you know, people who pray, who pray on people who are weaker than them or people who are not in a position to defend themselves, you know, whether that's physically defend themselves, you know, financially defend themselves. You got people that just pray, pray on the poor, pray on people that's weaker. Verse 5, go ahead saying when will the new moon be gone that we may sell corn and the sabbath that we may set forth wheat making the ephah small and the shekel great and falsifying the balances That's by good. the seats, so now, that we now he said now now listen reading this listen to understand the mindset of, of the wicked the mindset of a person that's that's obviously a people really a, a group of people that the Lord is 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 showing is showing Amos here. To look look at how they. This is what these people are thinking. The Sabbath is supposed to be a day of rest. You supposed to call the Sabbath a delight, a serving of God, right? The Lord said the Sabbath was a sign between Him and His people. But here it is. You can't wait for the Sabbath to be over. Why? So he said that we can make the ephah small and the shekel great and falsifying balances by deceit. In other words, when is when when the Sabbath gonna be over so we could go out here and and and, and continue what we was doing before the Sabbath came in? Because I'm ready to go yeah, taking a, taking advantage of people. You know, this is greed. You you falsifying uh the balances, uh uh you you making the ephah small and the shekel great, you know you 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 getting over you you know you getting over on people you know this is greed you feel with just trying to get yours without any kind of um regard for who, who you know who you going who you using so they but in they mind is they mind like like man not not you know hey hey thank the most high in Jesus name for the sabbath they think is when is this going to be over so so i can and, and this is the mindset of of a person you know and just think about that mindset. What difference do it make? You wicked, you wicked. But you just, but yeah. you gonna stop. You gonna stop from you know Friday night to Saturday night. You you'll stop. But like like that's sufficient or something. Like you know that's you gonna get overlooked. You know Lord gonna he gonna he gonna turn it. He he gonna give you a pass because at least at least on that one day you ain't doing nothing. But come on. But then but but they mind. Yeah. Hey hey when is gonna be over so we doing what we're doing uh brother just read verse six and then i'm gonna uh then benaiah is gonna read his scripture but read verse six for me benaiah that we may buy the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of shoes yeah and sell the refuse See, of so the you know they like look man you know so we can we can buy the poor for silver you know we can trade 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 the needy for a pair of shoes again people that really can't defend themselves uh, uh, people that actually need help, them the people, and then sell it, sell it, the refuse of the wheat. So sell, so go out and sell the worst, the worst, uh, the, the bottom of the barrel wheat. Let's, you know, 
let's let's get rid of that yeah. let's let's pass that off and you know but this is this is this is a people that's filled with greed everybody just trying to get theirs and they ain't worried about they ain't, they ain't worried about who they hurting and it's and then they don't even consider that you you don't even have you're not even having pleasure in the commandment of god you're not even rejoicing in in, in the law of god because your mind you can't wait to get back to this greed and to this extortion that you're dealing with uh uh yes, brother benaya go ahead brother you got a scripture yeah just one more uh isaiah 56 because we know that we're dealing with this pandemic and we're dealing with things that the Lord is allowed to come on this earth. But the Lord has something written about the preachers and dealing with those who say that they have the word of God. And uh, Isaiah 56. And let's and uh, brother Obi, can you pick it up? Can you pick it up at verse yes, 10? Sir. His watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs that cannot bark. Sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Now, this is talking about the people who claim us who's supposed to have the word of God. But verse 11, what does it say about Yay, they are greedy dogs, which can never have enough. And they are shepherds that cannot understand. They all look to their own way everyone for his game from his quarter now i just want to bring this up because we have so many examples before this whole pandemic came on of the mega churches everybody asking for money and even not everybody but the preachers the preachers asking for money to the people who have nothing and mm -hmm. there was a preacher and i just want to bring up this greed piece because you got preachers even now it was a preacher in louisiana telling people to give their stimulus check, the check that's supposed to be used to help them get by when they can't go to work, when they need, when they can't get any income, he telling people to give their stimulus check to him. So greedy dogs just wanting more mm -hmm. that can never have enough. Mm -hmm. Not looking to give to your congregation, but still looking for whatever you could suck up off of the people. Mm -hmm. But that greed is what takes you there. That greed is when you get uh, like that, like the uh, like the Ephesians four, like Brother Obi brought up. That Ephesians four, it takes you to where you are past feeling. Yeah, you don't even realize what you're doing is out of order. Yeah, you past feeling, you past understanding why that why what you're doing is wrong. But that greed to take you there, and we got that's something that got to be checked. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, so I, I think you know we we done uh, we done took greed, man, and, and uh, we we done beat the people over the head with greed uh, for for a good while. Let's let's get into fear now, because we are talking about fear and greed. But let's get into fear and let's get into first fear that's going to cause you to do righteousness. Because at, at the beginning of the podcast, I said both of these things, fear and greed, you know, greed will obviously cause you to sin. But fear, which can cause you to sin, which can cause you to err, but fear can also cause you to do righteousness. 
And that is the fear that the Lord wants us to have for him. He wants us to fear him because when you fear God, then you are obedient to his commandments. If the fear of God was in you, you you're not going to covet your neighbor's possession. You're not going to harm your neighbor because you know that that's against the law of God and you know that the punishment is coming. So fear keeps man in line. And so first what we want to deal with is how fearing God is beneficial because people don't people have just totally gotten away from fearing God. You know, like that's that's taboo or something. Like you ain't supposed to fear God. You know, people love people love to quote all the love scriptures. God is love and you know they all the kumbaya stuff and they want to but God is also about going upside your noggin if you get out of line. Mm-hmm. He about that too. The yes, Lord is about killing you if you are wicked. He yes. commanded He commanded Israel, look, man, you get this, you get evil from away from you. You don't, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't suffer, you don't suffer sin and wickedness around you. Hey, you 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 supposed mm-hmm. to deal with that. And that is how the Lord yes, will deal with you if you cross the line. He, he will deal with you. So it is because he wants you to fear him because that's going to help you get salvation because you're going to fall in line with the word of God. So, uh, uh, Brother Hissamak, do you have a scripture? Yes, sir, man. And I always um, want to kind of attack it from another anchor. We want to start this. And uh, I got two real quick scriptures that go um, like hand in hand. We're going to start this in Exodus, the 19th chapter. And right here, God is prepping them. God finna come speak these commandments to them. They ain't gonna hear Moses' voice. They finna hear um, uh, uh, the Lord's voice. They gonna hear the Lord's voice. And this is, so it's gonna, Moses tell the people, hey, sanctify yourself. Cause the Lord coming down on the third day and he gonna talk to y'all. And he gonna, uh, he gonna share stuff with y'all. Uh, so this is Exodus. Uh, uh, this is right before the encounter with the Lord coming down on the mountain. This is Exodus, the 19th chapter. And um, brother, if you could, can you pick it up at verse 16? Yes, sir. And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud, so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the nether part of the mount. And Mm -hmm. Mount Sinai was all together on a smoke, because the Lord descended upon it in fire, and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mount quaked greatly. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded loud and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake and God answered him by a voice. So they heard all this. They seen some stuff. The, the mountain smoking, the trumpet louder and louder and louder. I can't imagine seeing this with your own eyes. A mountain that you've seen before normal. But God finna come down and smoking. It's loud. We can sanctify ourselves because he's trying to prep you for the greatest laws you've ever heard in your life. It's dramatics around. 
It's going to save you from everything that you're going to encounter. It's going to preserve you that you can even enter into life. So it's all this kind of stuff going on because God's going to come down on it. Read verse 20, brother. And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mount. And the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount, and Moses went up. So Moses went up to the top of the mount, and they, and you know, God came down, and Moses went up into the mount. But it was on fire; it was smoking. They heard trumpets. They heard a whole bunch of stuff. You couldn't come close to the mount. Moses told the people to stay away. Moses went in to the Lord. Now we're gonna go over quickly to Exodus, the twentieth chapter, and we're gonna pick it up at verse eighteen. Because it's, it's all this stuff that was going to happen before the commandments and then after the commandments. When you get to Exodus, the 20th and verse 18, go ahead and read, brother. And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountains smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. And they said mm -hmm. unto Moses, speak thou with us. And we will hear, but let not God speak with us, lest we die. And Moses mm -hmm. said unto the people, fear not, for God has come to prove you, and that his fear may be before your faces, that ye sin not. And that's the key part. Now, it's before you see dramatics. You, you see dramatics, you see the mountain smoking and the trumpet louder and louder. Moses spake, he went up to the mount, then the commandments read. But he says the key thing, he said, God has come to prove you that ye sin not. So this fear right here is a fear of, hey man, God trying to put something in your mind that you see that you don't go against them. Because if you go against them now, it, you know, the way it's the, a way, the wages of sin is death. It's you death. know. And he left this thing out for him to say, hey, man, that this fear right here is a fear that should keep you from sinning and doing wrong. This fear here is to make you believe these words that he spoke to you, these commandments you got firsthand from God. And it's supposed to put all that dramatics before him speaking and all that stuff. The people was afraid. They stood afar off. But you dealing with the man that made everything that was made. You're supposed to have some fear and respect. These laws give you fear for your God. It gives you fear for disobeying your God. That you're supposed to have some order and some structure. But this is a good example of uh, a healthy fear that's going to lead you to being a better person, a better servant, a better individual, building a stronger community. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but, but now you got a scripture. Um, yeah, we can go to, let's go to, let's go to Hebrews. Let me make sure this. Yeah, and, and brother, um, and what brother Ahissamak was saying, you know, this is, this is something that is really just being overlooked. Uh, yeah. Because. These these preachers, these shepherds that their brother Benai was reading about, that was filled with greed. They're not gonna tell you to fear God because that yes, means sir. you got to think about what you're doing. You know, yep. because obviously, if you're afraid, it's a reason to be. You know, uh, when yep. we were all, when, when we were when we were children, 
you know, you you fear you fear your father. You know, you know. I, I know all of us, our fathers was around. So you you, mm-hmm. you was afraid when you thought about doing something off the wall. The first person came, the first thought came to your mind. The first face you seen was like your father with a belt. And you yep. and it and, and sometimes that made you say, you know what? I don't feel like I don't feel like catching this today. I think I'm just gonna leave this alone because that was yes, that sir. fear. And so yep. these false shepherds, the these false prophets, what they do is they leave fear out so the people don't have any conviction to keep the commandments of God. And then they feel like mm. there's no there's no punishment for it because the, the 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 preacher not telling you to fear God, the preacher not telling you the wages of sin is death, and if you continue to sin against God, he gonna throw you in the lake of fire. They don't tell the people that, mm-hmm. so that person has no fear. And so once that happens, then hey, they out here doing whatever they feel like, and not understanding mm-hmm. that without that fear, there's that you, you can't be obedient to to the word of God. But the Lord, but the yes, Lord showed that He showed that and Moses let the people know, hey man, this this is this is this this is some fear, so that you won't sin. You need yeah. this because Israel is stiff necked. You you need this. Yep. So, uh, Benet, uh, yep. is it Hebrews? Actually, Romans. Romans three. Okay, Romans okay. three. Uh huh. Romans three, and we can pick it up at verse ten. And brother Hissamak. Okay. You ready, brother? We, yes, sir. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Uh huh. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seek after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are all together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongue, they have used deceit. The poison of ass is under their lips. Now, this is just talking about these preachers, and it's talking about these people who do not seek God. Not just preachers, but all. There's none that truly, truly understand righteousness without the word of God. Mm-hmm. And in their tongues is deceit. They're, what they say is like poison. They, they are unprofitable. Go ahead whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their, uh-huh. their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their way. And All of these are things that are against God. Mm-hmm. And like Brother Obi was saying, and like Brother Hissamak, you were saying, the word of God teaches you the fear of God, and that's going to keep you from doing what's wrong. Now, all these things we see are wrong. These things are against God, but what else do they have that's against God? Go ahead, verse 17. And the ways of peace have they not known. So they don't have the ways, they have not known the ways of peace because peace is of God. Verse 18. There is no fear of God before their eyes. All, all of these things that they done did, all these elements that they inhabit, which is uh, lying, cursing, being swift to shed blood, not understanding peace, not understanding righteousness, all of that is coupled with them not having a fear of God. Mm-hmm. So that fear of God, like like in uh like we read in the in the Exodus twenty and twenty, that fear of God, the Lord wants that fear before your eyes to keep you from doing wrong. 
But these people, they don't teach fear and they don't have the fear of God. Absolutely. And that's they gonna teach you to they gonna teach you to fear man, but they not gonna teach you to fear God. Absolutely, bro. That and that's what the world does not have. The, the world is mm -hmm. seriously lacking fear of God because and, and faith, which we're gonna look at in a minute, but the fear of God ain't there. That's why they can do all of those things that 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 that, that Benaiah just read. Because it ain't no fear. If I don't feel like if yeah. I don't feel like it's no punishment for it, why why would I, you know, what what would deter me from doing it? Yes, sir. And uh uh Benaiah, you wanna add anything to that, brother? I didn't want to cut you off. Oh okay. no, sir, no, sir. That's all I wanted okay. to state. Yep, that's all I wanted let's to state. Let's go to uh so let's go to Deuteronomy 17. And we're gonna pick it up at verse 15. And then after this, after this, we'll we'll move uh we'll we'll move on. We'll start to move on and and and, and delve more into the different different levels of, of fear. But we still talking about fearing God and that bringing about obedience i mean it, it's a, it's a lot more uh, many more scriptures we could read to to that to that point but we just want to keep it moving but i want to read deuteronomy 17 and we're going to pick it up at verse 15 because uh the lord gave them a commandment here because he knew the time was going to come when they would want a king but he he instructed them even back then on how what kind the king what the king should do and who they should put over him so Deuteronomy 17, and we're going to pick it up at verse 14, brother. Go ahead. When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, and shalt possess it, and shalt dwell therein, and shalt say, I will set a king over me like as all the nations that are about me, then shalt in, thou shalt in any wise set him a king over thee, whom the Lord thy God shall choose, one from among thy brethren shalt thou set king over thee. Thou mayest not set a stranger over thee, which is not of thy brethren. But he shall not multiply horses to himself, nor cause the people to return to Egypt to the end that he should multiply horses. For as much as the Lord hath said unto you, ye shall henceforth return no more oh, yeah. that way. Neither shall, neither shall he multiply wives to himself, that his heart turn not away. Neither shall he greatly multiply to himself seed so and gold. So, and so shall... now we we see that the instruction of God was 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 perfect because mm -hmm. what what was what was David's what what was David the Lord said David everything David did his whole life was in line except for one thing and that one thing was when mm -hmm. David seen a, somebody else's wife and he and, and he wanted her for himself. Same thing with Solomon. It was it was having all them wives. So the Lord the Lord knew that hey, look, this is gonna be a snare. This is gonna be a problem. But of course, you know, hey, they they did what they did anyway. But he was giving them instruction on this is how this should go. Verse eighteen. And it shall be when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom that he shall write him a copy of this law in a book out of that which he is before the priest. Now, the now, now notice and that he's supposed to have his cop him a copy. Yeah, his own personal copy. This is how serious this this 
the Lord was about the king being understanding and being and being righteousness and ruling in righteousness. He had to have his own copy of the book of the law because ain't no need to go to the priest. No, you rule, you ruling God's people. You should know. You yes, should sir. know righteousness and unrighteousness. You should know how to judge in righteousness. So he say, look, he, he supposed to have his own uh, copy of this book for himself. Go ahead. And it shall be with him, and he shall read therein all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God, to keep all the words of this law and these statutes to do them. So that that's his heart good. be not lifted that's, up. That's good, brother. So what did he, the point in verse 19 that I really want to hit on, he said that he may learn to fear the Lord his God. You are not born fearing God. This is something that you have to learn. Like we learn unrighteousness. We learn how to be wicked. We learn how to be good liars. You got to learn how to fear the Lord your God. And what was going to do that? Mm -hmm. That was God's law. That's how he was mm -hmm. going to learn to fear the Lord his God. He was going to be instructed and he was going to be taught on how to fear the Lord is God. But when you take the law out the when you take the, when you take the law away, then what is it that you should fear? Mm -hmm. What consequences are there when there's no law? There are no consequences. You could do whatever you please. And this is the thing that people simply don't want to accept. But he's saying for the king that hey, he's supposed to read this book of the law all the days of his life so that he may learn to fear the Lord his God again, not learn to love the Lord his God, but to learn to fear the Lord his God. Read verse 20, brother. That his heart be not lifted up above uh -huh. his brethren, and that he turn not aside from the commandment to the right hand or to the left, to the end that he may prolong his days in his kingdom. He and his children in the midst so of Israel. So now he's telling you straight up, hey, that his heart be not lifted up among his brethren, right? Because even though he, even though this person was the king, still he had to have humility. He yep. couldn't be lifted up among like he was, he was, he was bigger, and he was above everybody else. That's what happened to Ahab. That's because what Ahab, Ahab figure, yep. I'm the king. I don't care what the law say. Ahab knew what the law said. He couldn't pass his inheritance on to him. But he didn't care mm -hmm. because he was Ahab. Mm -hmm. and, and he was the king. So he was so lifted up. And he was he was so filled with greed that hey, it didn't matter to him that this was against the this was against the law of God that the Lord set up. He had to have that vineyard. But the king had to learn this was this was instruction. The king had to have a book of the law. And he had to read it all the days of his life. Why? So he can learn to fear the Lord his God. And that is the key to being obedient. It is when we learn to learn to fear the Lord our God, when we understand his commandments. Um uh brother uh, Hisamak, you got you got one more. Yeah, yes, sir. Um and, but I just want to really build off what you said, you know. Reading the word of God is going to put fear in your heart. You know, it, it's it's going to put something, instill something in you that you're going to start to understand. 
You know what I'm saying? And, and it, again, it's different aspects of fear, but once you read it and you see it, like you mentioned about Ahab, Ahab knew what the law said. And he he just he had greed in his mind and he didn't fear God. Because man, he knew that the law, you couldn't just go and buy somebody inheritance. That, that ain't how it worked. Uh, and once you you get away from fearing God, once you get away from understanding what his words say, that's when that other stuff creep in. That's when you lose that lack of respect. That's when you lose that, oh, I can do whatever I want to, or God didn't kill me this time. I'm I'm cool. That's how you lose that. That's why it's important for us to understand what the word says, because it's a it's a good fear that you need to have for the Lord um, and not so you don't destroy yourselves. So you don't have your um, days shortened. So you don't have um, harm in your way. Uh, truly, man, I, I just wanted to build on that point, brother. OK, that and that, and that is a hey, brother. That is that is a. Uh, uh excellent dialogue there because that's how you lose it and that's the problem you know it's yep. it's losing it's when it's it's when you literally you you lose your mind you you losing yep. you you losing your your reasoning like brother benaya read hey you know you are past feeling so it's mm -hmm. just it, there's nothing in you you i ain't i don't have no restrictions i can do whatever mm -hmm. that's what happens when mm -hmm. that the, the fear fear of God and the word of God is missing. But we wanna we, we wanna move on because we want to look at fear now. This is how the Lord will use fear to deliver you. Uh he use he uses fear to deliver his servants. He uses it he uses it as a tool to actually help you by putting fear in somebody else on your behalf. And um, we we see that when, you know, in the days of Samuel, that, you know, when Samuel were coming to a certain part of the land, you know, everybody was, they was kind of spooked. It's like, you know, hey, you know, what's going on? You hearing peace or, you know, what's what's happening? Because they knew when they saw Samuel, some, maybe some, some was finished, some was getting ready to happen. They respect, they feared Moses. They feared Joshua tell you they feel they fear joshua like they fear moses because the lord put joshua uh 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 he made he made it that way uh before the people so the lord uses that just like he uses that uh, uh that fear so you will be obedient to his word also those who are his servants who are doing the will of god He'll cause people to fear them too. Why? Because the Lord know he got somebody that's standing there that's gonna tell you what thus say the Lord. And 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 he understands that man, you know, man looks to other other men to 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 get uh to get guidance, you know. So Lord, the Lord will use that fear in that same manner. Um do any one of you brothers have a scripture um about that? Anybody? Well, I can I can I can read the first one. Uh, yeah, okay. go ahead. It's it's it's, yep. it's a uh, it's just a couple of verses. We're gonna go to Deuteronomy, um, okay. second chapter. Do De Deuteronomy the second chapter. I just want the people to get a good understanding of the different different levels of fear, different types of fear. You know, we just trying to be trying to be thorough with it. Uh. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Deuteronomy 2. And we're going to pick it up at verse 24. Brother Hissamak, uh, if, you could, if you could pick it up at Deuteronomy 2 and read, uh, start at verse 24. Yes, sir. Rise ye up, take your journey, and pass over the river Arnon. Behold, I have given into thine hand Sinon, the Amorite, king of Heshbon, and his land. Begin to possess it and contend with him. See, the Lord is letting them know right off the, right off the back. Look, I done already delivered this to you. This this is this is this is how this is where your faith your faith got to be firm because mm-hmm. it might not be you know manifested. It may not have showed itself, but the Lord sometimes will show you that's yours already. I know you don't have it in your mm-hmm. hand. But you gotta have the faith to keep going, to 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 go yep. and possess it. You know he ain't gonna grab you, man, and, and 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 make you possess it or make you take it. Look, when the Lord show you something is is He's delivered it to you, you still gotta go get it. That's what people don't understand. Yep. You still gotta go get it. That's what that's why they end yep. up walking around in the wilderness for forty years. You know why? Because when He told them they it was something this this land was yours. They went over there and got scared because the people was giants. And then all of a sudden, they offended God to the point where he said, look, since since you don't want to listen to me, well, you can walk around here, you know, a, a, a year for a day. You know, they, they tried to land 40 mm-hmm. days. Okay, then you don't you don't believe God after all of that? Fine. You don't believe the Lord? Cool. You, you stay here then. You know, since you don't want to do it, since you don't want the land, we'll stay right here <laughs> a year for a day. You know, and sometimes we don't understand, man. That's how the Lord operates. The Lord uh, delivers something to you, and then you're going to stand there, and you're going to sit there and doubt. You're going to sit there and look for every reason why, nah, this can't be. Then the Lord say, well, you like you like the position you in, so why don't you just stay there for a while? And then we crying again. Mm-hmm. Why ain't get delivered? Because when he when he put it in your face, you refuse to you refuse to take steps to go take it. But he's letting them know here in verse twenty four. Look, I done gave this into your hand. Verse twenty five. But this is this is what he's gonna do. Verse twenty five. This day will I begin to put the dread of thee and the fear of thee upon the nations that are under the whole heaven, who shall hear report of thee and shall tremble. And be in anguish because Listen, of he it. said he was gonna do that. They mm-hmm. wasn't they 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 wasn't no they wasn't no mighty army per se. It was just the point that they God was with them. He said, I'm gonna put mm-hmm. the dread of thee and the fear of thee upon the nations that are under the whole heaven. He said, Who gonna hear report who gonna hear report of thee and they gonna tremble? He was gonna use fear. To get them all the land that he promised to their fathers. This mm-hmm. is how the Lord would use fear to deliver you. He was going to instill that fear. Sometimes, you know, you you know, sometimes, man, you know, how people, you know, people might look at you. You like, man, what's wrong? Did I do something to him? Sometimes the Lord might instill fear in somebody because. He can see inside their mind. They might, they might have, they might have some, some, some kind of uh, thought in their mind to try to do you harm. But then the Lord can instill mm-hmm. fear in them, 
to where they bag up away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mm-hmm. you know, I that 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 happened that that happened to me before, and it was it, it wasn't even it wasn't even with a person. It was actually with it was actually with some police officers that uh, me and my buddy was helping his sister move, and we had all kind of you know furniture and whatnot, and so they just walked up on us just not even for no reason. And one guy, you know, he was, you know, he was talking tough. But I never forget his partner looked at me and he looked like he got spooked, like for some reason. And he was pulling his partner away, like, hey man, nah, it's cool, let's let's go. And I remember that happening vividly. And I'm like, man, what happened? And I just couldn't understand what this guy, what came over this guy. This was a police officer who got a gun and his buddy mm-hmm. was, you know, you know, asking us if we was gang bangers and all, just all kind of stuff. But whatever, whatever came over this man, he literally, his eyes got big, like silver dollar big. And he got his partner to walk away and go in their car and drive off. Mm-hmm. The guy I was helping out didn't see it, but I seen it. And the only thing I can attribute it to is it had to be the Lord because I was about a buck, a buck seventy-five, a buck eighty, you know, dripping wet. So yeah. I wasn't gonna do nothing to nobody. But yeah. it's just the point that sometimes, man, the Lord has something come over somebody and some fear or some dread, and they'll back up off of you. But he uses mm-hmm. that. That's how he uses fear sometimes to be in your favor. But again, faith is on the other side of that. We we gotta have faith. So they had to believe, they had to believe that that, that, that land was theirs. You know, they had to believe when they went in there and went up against that king that they was gonna be successful. That 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 mm-hmm. it was already it was already set up for them. To, to win and that's how the word of god is this is actually this is this is a rigged this is a rigged game because yeah, right. you already know how to win you already know how to overcome it's already rigged in your favor it ain't like we got to go searching high and low to find the answer the answer right in your face you know it's a, it's 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 a rigged it's a rigged game. The game is already rigged. It's rigged for you to win, but do we have enough faith to continue to play the game the way that we know that's going to get us salvation? That is the problem. The the, the your your faith fail and then even though you know the answers to the test, you know how to win the game because your faith fail and your faith is not up to par we start to slide off not understanding mm-hmm. that the Lord already done delivered salvation to you. If you do it the way he said it, but mm-hmm. this is how he used fear. Benaya, you got a scripture brother. Yeah. So just piggybacking on what you, what the Lord had you bring up, how he was going to put his fear and his dread on of, of them on other nations. But they had to walk in the ways of the Lord. They had to believe in the Lord. So with that fear, you're going to fear one way or another. Mm -hmm. Either you're going to fear the fear of man 
Are you going to have the fear of God? But you got it. You're going to choose one of those that you're going to have. Let's go to Isaiah 8. Go to Isaiah 8. And I want to pick this up at verse 11. Okay. Because like you said, it's already set up for you to win. It's set up in your favor, but you got to choose where you're going to put your fear. You got to choose where you're going to put your faith. You got to choose where you're going to put your trust and your love in. Mm -hmm. So let's pick this up at Isaiah 8 and pick it up at verse 11. For the Lord spake thus to me with a strong hand and instructed me that I should not walk in the way of this people, saying, Say ye not a confederacy to all all then to whom this people shall say a confederacy. Neither fear ye their fear, nor be afraid. So the Lord is letting us know, fear not the fear of the people. We, If we're walking in the ways of the Lord, we can't have the same fear that the nations and the people and everybody else has. Mm -hmm. We It tells us, fear not their fear. Go ahead. Verse Sanctify 13. the Lord of hosts himself, and let him be your fear, and let him be your dread. So all your respect, all your adoration, all your love, all of your fear should be directed towards the Lord. And if you fear the Lord and if God is your dread, your dread is not going to be what somebody else can do. Your dread isn't going to be these what these other nations fear. Mm -hmm. Just like you mentioned earlier, you have an um, image of your father with how he how you be, be fearful of your father. So there are certain things that you would not do, even if for that fear alone. Like, I don't even want to deal with that today. So for your fear of him, that left you out. That kept you from being fearful of what your what your boy is going to say or what this person going to say or what this other person may do. Your fear was not with them. Your fear was where it needed to be. And that's what we got to learn. Like you said, the the game is rigged in our, in our favor if we follow the rules. Place your fear in the Lord. And that's that actually attests and that increases and, and deals with your faith as well. Mm -hmm. Your fear will be in the Lord. Your faith will be in the Lord. Your trust will be in the Lord. Mm -hmm. But you can't fear the fear of other people. You got to have your fear be with the Lord. And then the Lord will turn around once you put your fear in him. The Lord will turn around and make other people's fear be of you. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, here's some Mac. You got a scripture, brother. Yes, yeah. yeah, sir, man. I, I definitely see all that you're saying, and it's all it's the it's this beauty in it when you really understand how to fear the Lord, and that fear will put you into a couple of different uh, uh, um, uh, moves and modes and cause you to do action. But I want to read a scripture where the fear was there. But it caused a person to freeze, cause a person to freeze and, and lock up and not really uh, live up to his full potential or their full potential. Um, this is Luke chapter 19. Luke 19. And right here, man, it's, it's I'm, I'm going to skip around, uh, but it's. Uh, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom. And we know that that nobleman was, was, was Jesus. He, he went to receive a kingdom. And uh, he, 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 gave, he gave out, you know, 
some, some money to say, hey, man, hey, occupy till I come. But we're going to read into it then. We're going to skip around because uh, one of the uh, the people, one of his servants, he delivered some to. Uh, he didn't do what he was supposed to do with it. Uh, but we're going to start this at Luke 19 and verse uh, 12. Brother, when you get it, can you read it for me? He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. Mm -hmm. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. That's good. That's but, but so he, he he go and he give them these ten pounds, said, Occupy till I come. And, you know, he going to come and he going to ask you what you did with your pounds. Uh, if you can, brother, skip down to verse, um, and we're going to get right to the, to the meat of it. Skip down to verse um, 20, brother. And another came saying, Lord, behold, here is thy pound which I have kept laid up in a napkin. For I feared thee, because thou art an astute man. Thou takest up that thou laidest not down, and reapest that thou didst not sow. Yes, sir. So he, he understood. He said, I feared you. But his fear didn't cause him to go out there and put in no work, no action. His fear caused him to freeze because he knew what type of man he was dealing with. And that fear caused him to freeze. In verse 22, he going to call him something. Go ahead and read, brother, verse 22. And he said unto them, out of thine own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant. He called thou him a wicked servant. But he had fear for him, but he didn't put in no work. He didn't take no action. God delivered him a talent or some ability or that word, and he froze. He called him a wicked servant. Keep reading, brother. Thou knewest that I was an astute man, taking up that I laid not down and reaping that I did not sow. Yes, sir. So, so in that, you can see that this fear that he had for this man didn't cause him to go to work or put in no work or take action. And for that, the Lord called him a wicked servant. So again, man, this fear is going to cover a lot of different aspects, but this fear sort of caused you to put in work. Just like when I read, we read Exodus, the 20th chapter, man, that he won't approve you to see what's in your, your heart that you're going to see and not. So the, it's this fear that's going to cause you to say, hey, man, I, I can't do that. I got to go the other way. I, I, I got to occupy till the Lord come. He delivered us something that we need to fear him and go to work. Right. It ain't like I got this truth and say, oh, man, I don't do nothing but make sure I'm straight. I'm going to go hide with myself. No, no, we, we put in work. It's not to freeze us. It's to have us to go out here and do this righteous work, these righteous behaviors, these righteous actions that he won't call us a wicked servant. That when he come... He'll reward us according to our work. Yes, sir. And that that that's gonna go into uh I wanna I wanna if I can go to Matthew 14. Benai, do you have a scripture though, brother? I don't want to skip you over like that. Okay. No, I'm all good. Yeah, I, uh because that 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 comes also uh that leads right into you know having a lack of faith, you know, and that's what we've been talking about. You know, when you fearing because you don't have your your faith is not up to par. So let, let's go to mm -hmm. Matthew uh, 14 real quick in verse uh, 29. Because 
that's what causes that's what caused them to walk that's what caused Israel to have to walk around the wilderness for 40 years because they didn't have enough faith. They were so scared and didn't have no faith that it caused them to suffer walking around in circles for 40 years. That's what happened with, with, with that servant who was afraid he didn't have enough faith. And so when the man came back looking for a return on his talent, he didn't have nothing for him because yeah. that fear was a result of him not having enough faith and that's what happens we can't we can't have so much fear that we let fear drain you let fear drain your faith in serving god because that's how Mm -hmm. people fall off that's how that's how we go to the left and to the right because we we scared of we scared of some outcome or some some event gonna happen and we use that we let that fear consume us to we all of a sudden we go off and we sin against God or we lose our faith and then we start running uh we start running the man or we or we start doing any everything else but we forget to consult our God because that fear done took you over but uh Matthew 14 and we going to pick it up at verse 29 brother Matthew 14 and verse 29 and he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on water. Because this Jesus. is what Peter asked him. You know, when he seen Jesus walking on the water, uh, then Peter said, hey, if that's you, Lord, you know, uh, let me come out there. And it started off okay. Go ahead. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began beginning to sink, he cried saying lord save me and immediately jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him "O thou of little faith wherefore did it so what did he say hey oh thou of little faith what happened because he got afraid because of the wind when he got afraid the first thing that left was what his faith that he could walk on that water, even though the Lord was doing it. But what happened? He started to sink because mm-hmm. that fear causes faith to fail. Once your faith fails, mm-hmm. it don't matter that the Lord is trying to lead you and guide you. Once you allow fear to take away your faith, you're going to drown. That's all to it. Yep. You know, the Lord yep. put it out there and he let you and, and he'll show you. This is the path. This is what I'm going to do. The Lord, he can show you all of that, but it don't make a difference if fear takes hold of you and then it causes your faith to go. It causes your faith to cease because you're you going to drown. He showed Israel all kind of all kind of uh, miracles coming out of Egypt. Who could see those? Who yep. In our mind, we like, who could see those things that they saw and get out there and then all of a sudden, you start building calves, golden calves, and you get to crying about how you wish you can go back in, in the Egypt. You know, man, I'm thirsty, I'm hungry. You, you know, and but to see all of those things, we can't fathom. To see all those things happen, how could you not believe? But that's how man is. Peter, Peter, yep. Peter knew it was the Lord. 
the Lord said, come on out here then. If you want to walk, come out here. He stepped out the boat, was walking on the water, walking toward the Lord. He was looking right at him. But guess what? They, once, the, once, once the wind got to blowing and all that, first thing that, that hit him was fear. When that fear hit him, mm. his faith left, and he started sinking. So the yeah. Lord could be, hand yeah. could be right there in it. His hand can be right there with you. The Lord could be guiding you the right way. But if you allow fear to take hold on you because it's something you never you never experienced this, this is a new, this is a new avenue you going in life. But if you let fear, you know, get a hold of you, it's gonna take mm -hmm. it's gonna take your faith. And once it takes your yeah. faith, you in trouble. Because yeah. you panic. When you panic, what happened? You're gonna drown, right? So mm -hmm. This this is this is this is that fear that we don't want. We don't want that fear mm -hmm. that pulls pulls your faith away and then causes you to panic and then you then you out here you, you out here doing any any and everything because you ain't in the right state of mind. This is why we gotta understand yeah. about this aspect of fear just as well as the other aspects because fear and greed, these are two these are the two uh uh two powerful human emotions uh that can either work in your favor or they can work against you yeah. um Benaya, you have a scripture um well with being with fear let's let's go to psalms okay and and, and brothers if you don't mind this would be last week like an hour and a half in uh i want i want okay. i wanted to get i really wanted to get really get some scriptures in here for the people so, yes sir so uh but yeah let's go to psalms uh what what chapter brother psalm 76 okay yes sir and this and this is just speaking about our God and who who is rightly to be feared. Psalm seventy six, and let's pick this up at verse nine. Okay, when brother, uh, I go read ahead. It. When God arose to judgment to save all the meek of the earth, say la. Surely the surely uh -huh. the wrath of man shall praise thee. The remainder of wrath shall thou restrain. Vow, uh -huh. vow, and pay unto the Lord your God. Let all that be round about him bring presents unto him that ought to be feared. So the only one who we ought to fear is our God. We we supposed to bring praises and presents unto him, and he's the one who restraineth all the wrath of the heathen and all the wrath of the people who are around you. But the things that belong to God is fear. And he's going to make other people fear you just because you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and fearing him. Yes, sir. Absolutely, brother. Yes, sir. You know. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, and in your fear of him, that deals with your faith in him. Because if he say come out and do something, like walk on that water, shoot, he said do it. I better, you know, I better do it. And we cannot doubt. We got to get past that fear. We got to get past the fear of man. And then with the fear of man comes the doubt of God, right? Because yep. yes, if I fear man, I'm doubting Absolutely. God. Yes, sir. But if you got if you got the fear of God, you're not going to have no belief or no trust in man. And that's scripture that we could read as well. Yep. 
Yes, sir. Yep. But it, definitely, man, we gotta cast we gotta cast out their wrong their wrong type of fear and take 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 yeah. hold upon the right kind of fear, which is which which is yeah. which is the fear uh-huh. that's gonna lead us to 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 being obedient to the to the most and uh gaining salvation in the end, you know. Yes, sir. Uh yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. but uh I think we gonna I think we're gonna close this one out. Uh this is a real good, real good podcast. Uh I'm, thank you, brothers, for coming on. Praise God. And uh and praise God. Yeah, in Jesus', Jesus name, name, brother. And for the listeners, you know, we want to thank you for joining us here on the Biblical Resolutions Podcast. And we hope that you'll continue to tune in and you'll continue to listen and follow us. Uh, Once again, this is brought to you by the House of Jacob, a Bible study class located at 2515 East 75th Street in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, If you feel like you've been edified by this, also please donate to the ministry at the House of Jacob. And as always, uh, I want to say, please, everybody, please read your Bibles. Keep seeking the righteousness of God. Keep seeking to understand and know your God. Thank you and have a good evening.